Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Good morning. It's Mark and the Interpol. With whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? Uh, this is Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Welcome to the radio program. You're officially enrolled in Mark and Neanderthal's middle school now. It's test time. Three questions. Get two out of three correct, and you're going to see REO Speedwagon. Sound good? Oh, that sounds awesome. Thank you. All right, here we go. We're sponsored by Rainforest Plumbing and Air at 602 Ask Rain. We'll continue with Shark Week here. The question today is, who lives in this particular shark movie? For instance, in the movie Deep Blue Sea... Which guy lives, LL Cool J or Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, my goodness. Um, LL Cool J? He does live, yes. Samuel L. Jackson stands a little bit too close to the tank that they've got the shark in, and it winds up badly for him. Yeah, for the record, LL Cool J's real name is The The Cool J. Oh, the cool take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the Spanish take on it. Yes, mm-hmm. the Hispanic take. Okay, so in the movie The Meg, who lives? <laughs> Rain Wilson, also known as Dwight Schrute on The Office, or Jason Statham? Oh, I haven't seen that movie. Um, how about Jason Springley? Jason Statham is what you're trying to say. And that is a fine Uh, guess. He does live, which makes a lot of sense. Rain Wilson, very disposable in that movie. Yeah, plus Jason Statham is one of the toughest people on the face of the earth. I bet he could beat a shark in a fight. Even against a megalodon. Yep. Yes. So you've already won. Let's see if you can get this one, though, because this is really a tough one. In the very, very excellent movie, Two-Headed Shark Attack, does star Carmen Electra live or die? Uh, Electra dies. She does die. She gets devoured by the two-headed shark. It's very sad. Not going to lie to you, I would devour Carmen Electra as well. (laughs) So, you are a winner. Nice job. You got Oreo Speedwagon tickets. Awesome. I can't wait. (laughs) Well, we're glad you were glad you're listening. Thank you. Hang on a lot. Yeah, just in case you're wondering, in the movie Two-Headed Shark Attack, Brooke Hogan does live. So she can maybe come back in the sequel? Such an excellent actress. Or... And so deserving to be there. Maybe even sharks won't eat Brooke Hogan. <laughs> that's that's the potential. I mean, there are a couple of different reasons for that. You may be right, brother. Yeah, I'm not sure. You may be right. Yep, she's eating her vitamins and a bunch of other things. Hulk Hogan's daughter. He's tried to uh, help her become a singer, tried to help her become an actress. Don't know exactly what she is. Well, there's only one place where she can go where at a complete discernible lack of talent uh, is, is apparent would still be able to gain full employment, and that is professional wrestling. Or in the radio. W- in the do- oh, well, of course, yeah. <laughs> ah, I stand corrected. Kind of funny, just to follow up from yesterday on the, the similar experiences that many of us have. I was talking about on Tuesday evening, or Tuesday during the day, I got this particular phone call four this separate call times. This from the Department yeah. of Social Security Administration. <sighs> 
The reason you have received this phone call from our department is to inform you that we just suspend your social security number because we found some suspicious activity. Right. So if you want to know about this case, just press one. Thank you. Yeah. I wish they had called me prior to suspending my social security yeah, number yeah, don't, so don't I could have done something about it. Well, that's the thing. That's the other call you're going to get. You're going to get that yep. call from the IRS that says, look, if you don't contact us, we will initiate legal proceedings against exactly. you. And send the local cops. The and local cops. And the local cops. To arrest you. The funny thing is, uh, we we made a friend recently. You may have heard on the show, uh, Attorney General Mark Burnovich. <laughs> Drop that name. Hi, this is Attorney General Mark <laughs> yeah. Burnovich, or the Burno for you. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Yeah. So he texted us yesterday to let us know he had also gotten that phone call. Yeah. How can recently, he, text you? he has my number too. He's the Attorney General of the He's state ter- of Arizona. <laughs> His business. Is breaking up scams and fraudsters and going after people who are trying to trick you. So the thing is, you got to wonder if uh, if Berno was uh, if he took the call and actually, I would have loved to like. And when you're a guy like that, when you're obviously the attorney general of one of the fifty greatest states in America, <laughs> <laughs> and you and you have an opportunity to actually take that call and deal with those people. I mean, he knows every legal in and out. He could he would have had a blast. Well, I would I would have killed him in a fly on the wall to see him take that call first of all he didn't have time because he was busy transferring money to the nigerian prince so the nigerian prince could send him his 10 million dollars right yeah we had to send a smaller a small donation exactly yeah yeah but that would be fun because a lot of people do that kind of thing where they'll stay on the line with something like this or they'll call it back and say well i just happen to be the attorney general of the state of arizona you know and you're in big trouble you know to to mess with the telemarketers and then the fraudsters he could do that and they wouldn't believe him Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, imagine you're a telemarketer and you're there making your 1250 an hour or whatever it is that you're making at your, your telemarketing job and you call and you hit the lottery. You hit the, the only thing better than hitting the, uh, the attorney general of one of the 50 greatest states in America would be hitting the attorney general for the United States. Yeah. Like you get the top law enforcement guy in America. I mean, you just, what are the odds? 340 million people in this country and you get somebody who actually knows your job. Yeah. And knows what you're trying to do. And if you're calling into the state of Arizona, it's a one in six and a half million chance, whatever, however many people we have. Whatever that is. Yeah. Pretty fun. I thought that was kind of interesting. They got the attorney general with that. No, they didn't get him. Right, they, they called to them, get though. Him. Yeah. They called them, so. It would have been great if they got him, though. I'm going through a baseball phase. Watched, uh, watched some of the Diamondbacks yesterday. They, Why? They lost to the Yankees. I just, you know, I don't know. I was always a huge baseball fan, just getting back into it a little bit. But the guy who pitched yesterday for the Diamondbacks got traded, I think, during the game, actually. Yeah, no, yeah, I, no I, Zach Granke. I think, I don't, did he pitch yet? I don't think he pitched yesterday. He did. He did five innings yesterday. Oh, he pitched during the yeah. – so it was an afternoon, innings, after, an afternoon game. It was an afternoon game. Afternoon game, yeah. yes. All and right. then I think late in the game, after they had taken him out already, they made the announcement that he was going to the Astros. Um, so they got – the Astros have a good farm system. They got four prospects, one of those being outfielder slash first baseman Seth Beer. Ah, nice. So they remember to get the beer. All right, that's good. Yep, bring the beer in a, in a chase field. That's good. I hope that beer came cheap. Uh, in any event, this is the interesting thing about that. You know, when you talk about gamesmanship in baseball, and again, I'm not a, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I do love this. This is, I love human behavior and the intrigue behind it. The Diamondbacks were negotiating with the Yankees, all right, to make a trade. I think it involved uh, uh, Robbie Ray. I don't remember it, but they were supposed okay. to be sending somebody to the Yankees, and the Yankees wanted way too much in return and that kind of a deal. So they basically, the negotiations broke off 
acrimoniously. They were really mad at each other. So they sent Zach Greinke to the Houston Astros, who are essentially the Yankees' biggest rival this yeah. year yeah. in the chase for the World Series. So they're like, oh, you don't want to make a trade for us? Okay, well, we're going to send our best guy to the team that has the most likely chance to defeat you in the playoffs. Yeah. And so there was a little bit of there was a little bit of anger going on there. I think there's a nice little rivalry. If you know, let's assume that the uh, the Yankees and the and the D backs can do this year after year and have a little bit of hatred. That would be good for baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Zach Granke, you know, for you, if you're a fan, you know, they, they lose their best pitcher, one of the sure. best pitchers in the league. I'm almost as upset as what happened last year when the Diamondbacks released uh, shortstop Socrates Brito. Bogus. Socrates Brito. Yes, I was philosophical about the whole thing, <laughs> yes, and I I'm got sure. around it. Yeah, I'm actually, sure you ruminated over yeah, it. Yeah. Actually, he was an outfielder, but um, yeah, so, and they also traded away yesterday... We should mention again, they traded away, the Diamondbacks did, shortstop prospect, Jazz Chisholm. Be careful. Be very careful. Jazz Chisholm. As opposed to Chaz. Yes. Don't flip those around, okay? Yeah, it gets messy. Good morning, everybody. This is Nacho. It's time for Time Out for Spanish. As a public service and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking Time Out for Spanish. It's Mark and Neanderthal. We've got Brad from Scottsdale on the phone to play Time Out for Spanish. We're going to give you a Spanish language phrase and then three English choices to translate from. Are you ready, Brad? All right, yes. Here comes your Spanish phrase. Los búhos siempre parecen ver un pene por primera vez. Did you hear that? I did. Would you like to hear it again? Yes. Los búhos siempre parecen ver un pene por primera vez. All right. Does that phrase translate into people who write the letter U instead of Y-O-U? What do you do with all the time you save? <laughs> B, top three situations that require a witness are crimes, accidents, and marriages. Need I say more? <laughs> or C, owls always look like they just saw a penis for the first time. <laughs> Which one is it? It is C. It is nice. C. <laughs> nice job, Brad. In case you're wondering how that translates once more, in case you could need this in the wild. Los búhos siempre parecen ver un pene por primera vez. That's exactly how you need to yep. use that phrase. Primera vez, the first time. Congratulations, right. Brad. You've won in Time Out for Spanish. Thank you. Time out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. You ever have a weird roommate? Uh, yes, I've also been the weird roommate. Okay. Yeah. The reason I ask, and you know what, if you, if you can top this, 480-470-KSLX. All right. Um, I was talking to my daughter recently, and she lives in New York with her fiancé and a couple of other people. And they'll do a thing called subletting. You know, when somebody has a job out of town, they're, they're all actors and musicians. So if somebody goes for like two months, somebody else will move in and assume the lease for those two months. So it's like pretty a, like, common in like New York. A, like an Airbnb type deal, but a longer term deal? Yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. All right, cool. So they got this temporary roommate in there now, and I think he's, I think he's leaving today because um, it's August 1st. He, uh, this is weird. He, when he makes eggs, he'll get a carton of eggs, a dozen eggs. Right. When he makes eggs, he'll do two or three of them. Right. Puts the eggshells, the broken ones, back into the carton. Yeah, I used to do that. Really? Yeah. Now, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you just throw them out? Because uh, I lived, I think it's because I lived in an, an older house, in an older house that didn't have a garbage disposal. I was only recently made aware of the fact that putting eggshells down a garbage disposal was it. a bad idea. Right. Um, so what I would do is I would take the carton out and... 
this gives you an idea how old I am. My carton was actually paper. It was before they were styrofoam. You know, that like sort of pressed cardboard, yeah. you know, carton. Yep. You flip and you can only do it if you have the flip closed carton. You can't do it with the sheet of eggs because it's gross. That is but, gross. Yeah, but you open up the uh, uh, the carton. You take a couple of eggs out. You crack them into the bowl if you're going to scramble with everything. Then you take the two eggshell halves and you put them back in the slot. So essentially when it's over, you have uh, an empty carton of eggs, discarded eggs, and you take the whole carton and throw it in the garbage. This guy doesn't throw away the carton when it's all empty. It's just it's just eggshells. That's weird. So he just that leaves it. Leaves them in the fridge? Leaves that in the fridge. Why? That's like leaving an empty thing of milk in the fridge. You just leave it there. Well, you mentioned that. He does it. There's two boxes of cereal in the cabinet. Okay. Except he's already consumed everything in them. It's just the empty bag and the box now. So he just doesn't well, throw, so he doesn't throw he anything away. away. He doesn't, yeah, does that's he recycle? Weird. Is he that's recycling weird. or something? I, I don't know. He know. doesn't throw it. So he's been living there for two months and has thrown nothing away? Yeah, well, he has after they said, hey, can we throw this away? He's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And So, so he I, just doesn't clean up after himself. I said to them, or it's just like he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want to get rid of, of things, I guess. I he's said, a hoarder? I said, why does he do that? And they said, I don't know. I said, you got to ask him. I got to find out. I got to know. know. I got to know. I got to know. I thought that was really weird. Yeah, if he, I mean, if he's just lazy and doesn't clean up after himself, well, then he works here. And, and this is gross. Some people, when they brush their teeth, for whatever reason, they wipe the toothpaste off on their towel. I always thought that was weird. I, well, because you're drooling. Yeah, I mean, but some you, people will do that. Yeah, but you rinse in the sink and then you wipe off. He, right, right. He uses other people's towels to do that. All right. Well, that's foul. Yeah, it, it, that's yeah. A, that's a, that's how diseases are spread. I believe. Oh, hang on. This this the cavity creeps do not approve. This guy says he's got a a a, guy, a former roommate who was very flexible. Yeah, this is this is back in the eighties, and video games are just starting. And he's a computer geek now. He works for like computer companies and internet stuff and all that kind of uh-huh. stuff. But he had his computer set up, and he'd be playing his computer, and he would chew his toenails. Oh boy, how very That's... inappropriate! Thank you. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. That's really strange. Yep. I mean, I admire the flexibility, but God, come on now. I had, uh, I, uh, there was a midday guy, and if you happen to be in the uh, in Kansas City or listening in the Kansas City area, the midday guy on the rock station there collects his toenails and fingernail clippings. All right, then. He puts them in a jar. The time is 7 o'clock. That I'm, so if you got a weird roommate story, by all means, 480-470-KSLX. Not going to live with that guy, that's yep. for sure. Say hello to Moose if you happen to find yourself <laughs> in Kansas City, collecting his toenails and fingernails. Uh. Yep. It is time for the Mark and Paul dumbass of the day. Absolutely. Now, tomorrow we'll do it at the same time. Tomorrow's dumbass, they say location, location, location is the most important thing. Yes. Uh, very true. If you say it three times, it appears like Beetlejuice. Yes. Very true, especially regarding where you crash your car. That's tomorrow's story. Okay, then. Today's is sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports at RideNow.com. We're going to go to the city that houses the basketball hall of fame springfield massachusetts bingo all right then yeah i wish we had this guy's name but he is is proof that you shouldn't play with fire okay then last monday a gentleman who lives in the forest park area of springfield all right was doing some yard work he had a bunch of sticks and a bunch of leaves that he wanted to get rid of so he had a fire pit sure he tossed the stuff into a fire pit and when the leaves and the sticks didn't catch quickly enough the man decided he'd add some gasoline 
from a gasoline can. I found that beef eater gin works <laughs> just as well. But you know what happened when he poured it in, right? Oh, yes, I do. Okay, the flame travels well. back up the stream. Yeah, up the stream into the can, and, and then kaboom! Yeah, and, and so there was an earth-shattering yeah. kaboom. No kaboom. Oh. It didn't happen, ju- you know, but, of course, the gas can's on fire. I'm sure it is. And the guy's holding it. Right. So what do you do with that? Well, you, you run around like a nut and, and splash gas everywhere, flaming gasoline everywhere. Now you got to throw it. Oh. you got to throw it. All right. And what he did was throw it into his above-ground pool. That's got water in it. That'll put the fire out, right? Yeah, no, 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 of course oh, no. it will. It, it spreads the gas over the surface of the water. Now you have a flaming pool. That's exactly what happens. So that that's – see, we know pools here. Yep, All that's right. one thing we know this here is- in the valley. We know flaming <laughs> pools. Guy. There's two things. I know how to set a pool on fire. Mark yeah. knows how to throw dry ice into a pool and have a little steam of smoke come out of it. Those are the two things we've learned, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah, so this guy's got an above-ground pool that is on fire. It's not something you see every day. Nope, it's yeah. not something you see unless you're watching a Vietnam War movie and you can <laughs> see the ocean on fire. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's like that scene from True Lies when they try and blow Arnold up in the water. Yep, never works. Firefighters got there. They put it out with foam. The above-ground pool was a total loss, by oh, the way. Boy, yeah. yeah. And, of course, the worst part is the fact that he had to go in and explain it to his wife. That is absolutely the worst part of this. I would think thing. so, yeah. There's an indignity level there that yeah. rises significantly. Yeah. Like I said, I wish we had the guy's name, but uh, <laughs> water won't put out a gas fire. My, yeah, water doesn't necessarily <laughs> always put out fire. Yes. There are exceptions to the rule. And this guy didn't know this one. That makes him the Mark Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Hey, gang, this is the money man, Eddie And I think that's a beautiful story you guys just told. So it's Shark Week. You know that on the Discovery Channel. And last year at this time, we talked to a guy named Dustin Theobald down in Florida who had just been bitten by a nurse shark. He was in like three feet of water in the ocean and, and got bitten on the foot. And it really messed him up for a little bit. Um, one of the things we asked him was, would you have rather been bitten somewhere else? The foot's really demoralizing. I can't drive. I can't walk. I can't help people. You know, I, like I said, I have my own business as a handyman. I'm self-employed. I'm used to being Mr. Independent. I do everything myself. Yeah, you don't really realize how much you use, like your right foot and stuff like that for driving and all these things. Yeah. Until you can't use it. Now, it's one thing to sprain your foot. It's another thing to have a shark. <laughs> Take a chunk out of your foot yes. and and to bite your foot. Yeah. And the interesting thing about this is, he's he's a father. He's got a kid. Well, we asked him, are you, "You're going to go back into the water or what?" You know, I have an eight year old son, and I feel like it's it's part of my responsibility to set the tone for him. You know, no matter what you do, you're going to get hurt. You're going to fall. You're going to something's going to happen. And I feel like I'm kind of I'm obligated to get back out there. Yeah, I imagine uh, a situation like that would be would be scary. You know, you got to set an example for your kid and. Yeah. Through the magic of our occasionally working operating phone system, we have Dustin to do a little bit of follow-up. Yeah. How's the foot and everything? Are you still, are you still feeling down? Are you still demoralized? Well, it's the opposite of demoralizing now. Everything's kind of healed back to normal. You know, he tore all the tendons on the top, and the doctor did his best to tie everything together. I was very fortunate, very lucky that everything healed the way it did, and I'm back to work. Business is great. How much have you been able to shave off your 40 time? <laughs> <laughs> the forty times, the forty times is getting higher and higher. <laughs> okay, then. 
Are you limping or anything? Nope, no, everything's good. I'm running. Um, we have a flag football league around here. I'm back to running, playing in that. And Okay, so the other question we had for you, Dustin, was you mentioned last year getting back in the water because you wanted to set the example for your kid not to be afraid because you had, I think, an Correct. eight-year-old at the time. So how's that going? Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't get back in the water through the winter. And this spring and summer, I, I took the first plunge back in. Every time I go out there, go to the beach, my son always wants me to get back in with him, you know. And that was the goal. I guess I, I didn't see it at the time, but I guess I was creating a, a motivator by, for myself because it's easy to say stuff. It's much harder whenever, you know, it's time to time to do it. And I couldn't, probably couldn't have done it alone. So created Emerson, my son. He's been my little motivator. He's been pushing me to get back out there and go surfing and do everything with him. It's been tough. I always got an eye over my shoulder. You know, people say, oh, there's it's a 1 in 11 million chance that you'll get bit. I'm like, yeah, I'm the 1. You're the 11 million. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> when you see a story about sharks coming out, or you see that video of the kid that was reeling in a fish and it turned out to be a great white shark, does that give you a little bit of a yeah. twinge in your foot or a little bit of a chill down your spine? To an extent, yes. It's more, so recently there was a, another shark bite here on Amelia Island down in the Omni. It was a 16-year-old girl, and she got bit. So I reached out to her and talked to her and stuff, and she's going through the same thing. You know, people giving her shark memes and keeping her spirits up and, and stuff like that. So Did you just say shark memes? Yeah, yeah, memes. Like on Facebook and stuff, they'll send stuff like uh, that baby shark doo-doo song. So nothing yeah. brings back your spirits after being bitten by a shark than seeing the baby shark song. Oh, the baby shark inbox. song. Baby shark song hurts everybody. Yes. I, I feel like I'm pretty much allergic to that song now. <laughs> <laughs> like the rest of us. You kind of yeah. wish she'd taken yeah. the whole leg, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Dustin, thank you very much for checking in with us again. I'm glad to see you're doing well. And we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed that you're not one in 11 million again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Thanks, guys. Wouldn't yeah. that make him one in five and a half million? Yeah, yeah probably would. Yeah, because he's beaten the odds yeah. twice. But uh, that's cool. One year later after his shark bite, he's back up and around, and he's and he's helping others who've been bitten by sharks. Yeah, we should point out that uh, that Dustin, like all great tragedy stories, are, he's from Florida. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So this happened in Florida. That's and, where uh, it happened. And uh, he seems like a cool dude, seems like a good dad, uh, and he's got a great head on his shoulders. Look, I don't know that I would... I have a hard enough time going into the ocean as it is, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't like going that far offshore for this exact same reason. Understood. Uh, yep. But I don't know that I would ever get back into the ocean after being bitten by a shark. If that's been your lifestyle, though, you go do it again. You know, don't let somebody knock you off the horse. I, I guess, but... <laughs> or off the shark. Ah, oh, I see what you did there. Off the surfboard. Yeah. Well, good for him, though. That's cool. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep. Where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. 
Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today.